Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. On the next episode of That's My Backup. <laughs> Ted Cruz, that's got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Ted Cruz, that's got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Ted Cruz, that's got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Ted Cruz, that's got to go. We are showing Ted Cruz that his cowardice in fleeing Texas in one of the worst uh, situations that our state has ever seen to go fly to warmer weather when people are freezing in their homes, when their homes are falling apart from flooded, from pipes bursting, for him to fly to Mexico to get his family warm shows exactly how out of touch he is. It's a bunch of us. I'm in the colony. Everybody on a mountain, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird. 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting dirty if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. And now, here are your pilots the informative Hanif Sowell and the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, Nasur Nuru. Alright, so, yeah, man, so where we at with it? I mean, um, Facebook time, right? Yes. All right. So this is, I asked this question yesterday and I would very much like your opinion on it because it is interesting. So the question was, if you were dating a woman, it's about your fourth date, y'all meeting at a spot, right? You running the traffic on the parkway. It sets you back about a half hour. You call her, let her know you're going to be late. You finally make it to the spot. You, she's sitting at the bar with another dude. You approach her like, hey, I'm here now. Sorry I'm late. And she's politely like, well, I understand, but I'm actually going to spend the rest of the evening with this gentleman. What's your next move? I mean, realistically, all you can do is just go home, yo. Go home. That's like, all you can do, yo. That's really all you can... I mean, realistically, unless... You have a certain profession that can allow them to get in trouble by police and you know, <laughs> do something slick like that. Like I remember an episode in Family Guy when the the woman that was that wanted to be a child actress, a baby actress, and uh-huh. and Stewie was hanging around with her. And then the, the second time around when they met back up with each other, they was kind of like getting back in touch with each other, and they would like play house in that little house that they had. But then it was a new guy that was in the house, and Stewie mm-hmm. wasn't having it, so Stewie burnt the house. <laughs> you gotta have some type of lifestyle where, well, I ain't saying you gotta have that type of lifestyle, but if you are someone that is like that, then maybe you you're able to you know get it off and channel your frustration by you know burning up the uh, lifestyle or whatever. I don't know, but realistically. You got to go home. You know, that's just all you can do. Got to go home. Goodfellas style. Got to go home. That's crazy. I feel like now, like in that situation, that's why I feel like we should be dating multiple people. Because if you put your eggs in that one basket and then she dish you like that, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, you should at least be able to be like, all right, let me call another chick and link with her because I don't want to I don't want to go home with that feeling of rejection 
So I want to go out and enjoy myself trying to take my mind off stuff. So I definitely think we should have somebody that you can hit up like, yo, you busy, what you doing tonight? Let's link and then and then do it that way. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I think just where I'm at in my life right now, I I have done the dating. I have done the relationships, the good relationships. I've done both. So for me, I mean, and what you said was dope because, hey, look, listen, at the end of the day, of course you can have more clips in the holster. Why not? You can always have more bullets <laughs> in the holster. Always, always. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that a matter of just the realization in that moment, it's like, oh, well, you know, well, I ain't got to go home. I mean, maybe I could call someone else. I'm just saying if that was my night and my night got canceled like that, so be it. I'm dope enough where I'm going to get another date. It's just that if this woman is saying she want to do something else, I'm, you know, I'm be okay with that. No big deal. Uh, one more question. The next one was, and I asked this of the ladies, but you can respond from a man's point of view. Okay. Um, so you've been seeing this person maybe about six months or so, and y'all cool. Like y'all be in each other's space. You go to her place, she comes to yours. And you over her crib one day, and you notice on the kitchen table, it's a bank statement. You glance at it, it's actually a joint account with her and her ex. How do you feel about that? I'm sorry. How long have I been dating her? About six months. So y'all been together about six months. Y'all already, you know, smashing. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all very comfortable with each other. Cause like I said, y'all just be chilling with, at each other's cribs. Like it's really, you know. Right. No, no, that's it's not, not it's not a relationship. It's not a relationship. Y'all just having y'all having fun together. Y'all enjoy each other's company and it's been going on for six months. I get that. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I want to assume that I would know in the six months of me having this fun-filled adventure with her, that I would know that she has a business with her ex. Okay. So if she tells me within let's say the first or second month that she has a business with her ex there's nothing you know like I. Right, what can I do about that right you know y'all got a business together y'all got a business together I have a friend who is a director of communications for this private school up here in Brooklyn who used to I, don't, I know she don't have it anymore but five years even after the relationship she had with her ex they had a joint uh, personal training business okay you know so I, I could see that I, so for me no disrespect to women when I say this, I am a very consistent person. So if I'm consistently having sex with you, I'm going to look at that bank statement and just be like, look, you know, I'm about to look, I'm about, I'm in her house right now. Like I can get some right now. It's no big deal for me. So right. just let that ride. Let that keep that party going. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not insecure in that way where I'm going to, you know, feel some type of way about it. I right. just so happen to glance at it. I wouldn't make a second look, but I, because I, I, w- I would probably be in a similar situation if I started doing business with an old partner and the business was successful, but the relationship didn't work. I think I'm mature enough to maintain the, prof- the professional aspect of the relationship. And that's just one caveat of it. So, uh, yeah, we just got to be mature about that. Like knowing that, if the romantic side of a relationship doesn't work, there's still possibility for a friendship. And as long as I'm upfront and honest and open about it, nobody should have a problem. 
Marketing, ease, so mellow, not typical. Rhyme smooth, outcome critical. Razor sharp, hit one is a bat. The brain of a genius, up under my hat. Prince poet, overlord, microphonist. My presence a treat, my voice a bonus. Make like a rash, break out black leaves. Before I pull a rhyme out of my sleeve. Recite it, and like it was my last rhyme left. Take your boots, lean them in in just one breath. Say another one. Yes, I did it again. Made a miracle with a ballpoint pen. Uh, it is with sad news that the light-skinned delegation has to report that uh, one of our founding members, uh, one of the guys who may be light-skinned, hot, being light-skinned and chubby hot, uh, founding member of the Fat Boys, Prince Marky D, has passed away at the age of 52 of an apparent heart attack. That's crazy. Um, sad news, but you know we want to give our love and respect to him being a pioneer. Um, of a successful rap group. And I feel like him and Heavy D, uh, the overweight lovers, are rejoicing in heaven right now and, you know, shining down on us like Skin Brothers. The Fat Boys were among hip-hop's best-known groups. We all know that. In 1987, they had the album Crushing. That went three times platinum. And then they also featured a collaboration with the hit white boy band, The Beach Boys, called Wipeout. That was their biggest hit. That was their biggest hit. That reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. So that's a pop chart. You already know. Like, when you want a pop chart, you know you making that bread, okay? And then that same year, Hanif, the light-skinned delegation, they starred in the full-length comedy Disorderlies. Mm-hmm. Well, one-third of the Fat Boys, who was, in my opinion, I thought he was the most charismatic of the three of the Fat Boys, Personally, that was just my personal opinion. Yeah. Disorderlies was super, that was super funny. His the other movie was good too, though. What was the other movie you were talking about? Um, Crush Groove. Crush Groove is a classic hip-hop uh, movie. It's about the origin story of Def Jam. Yeah. Uh, so it shows Russell Simmons linking with Rick Rubin and putting out Run DMC. It showed how LL Cool J uh, came in freestyle. Well, he did his song uh, Radio as an audition piece. Um, they had Curtis Blow in there. They had the Fat Boys, obviously. Um, all of the pioneer groups of Def Jam, they had them represented in that movie, and it gives you a, a good detailed story of how Def Jam got started. Prince Marky D also collaborated with Father MC and Mary J. Blige. He helped write and produce Miss Blige's, one of Miss Blige's uh-huh. biggest hit, 1992 breakout hit, Real Love, okay? He also worked on songs and remixes for Destiny's Child, and Mariah Carey. This is one hell of a songwriter, man. I mean, this is the greatness of hip-hop where these 80 stars... Now, these 80 stars are pioneers because before your Will Smith, before your Ja Rules, before your LL Cool J, your Queen Latifah, here is the group in the 1980s that were getting movie deals, okay? They were getting movie deals in the late 80s before those other people I just named, all right? So that's big. And now when they retire and they moved on in the 90s, they got to work with the next generation of superstars. Right. Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige. I mean, those are two of the biggest divas on earth. So, yo, shout out to Prince Marky D. Rest in peace to Prince Marky D. And I heard that he passed away in Miami. So, you know what? I don't mean to reach, but I hope he died in a great, you know, like just a great after party after KOD somewhere. I mean, I hope it was just, (laughs) it was a peaceful death. It was a peaceful death. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick though. Like, so three of the members, two of the members passed away. Yes. Right. So I think Buff Love, which was the biggest, the biggest fat boy, uh, like in size, he died. Um, 
And then now we have Prince Marky D. And then there was Cool Rock Ski was like the middle one. But I wanted to be noted that he actually changed his life and got in shape. He was no longer fat. He was very, you know, in shape, physically fit. So it's something to be said about, you know, they, they're dying at 52 is a very young age. So yes. uh, it says a lot about people getting their health in order and making sure that they're, they're able to stay here long, long term. We talked about it last week. Real fast. We talked about it last week. I didn't put it on the podcast, but we was talking about Heath Ledger. And then we were talking about Chris Farley, how his comedic genius came from his physical appearance. Right. He did physical comedy. I mean, so let's transfer that in hip hop where this was an iconic group because they had, you know, let's be honest. They were a gimmick rap group. They could rap. They're nice. But the money was in the gimmick. It was called the Fat Boys. True. And then it's crazy how, you know, one thing about 2021, I'll just say this and I'll let it go. At least in 2021, we would have asked for the fat boys to get healthy. And then even though we would have called them the fat boys and they would have looked slim, we would have known what's up. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, at least we would have sure. been like, yo, nah, this is the fat boys. But come on, yo, it's 2021. Like, we want to see them live a little longer and right. guess and see what that gimmick has done. You know what I mean? For to them, that gimmick, they had to keep that for, for a long period of time. They passed away before 60 years young. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. Why is a Texas mayor telling his constituents to fend for themselves? Hadith, have you heard this tweet? Have you read this tweet? Have you heard or read this tweet? I did. I read it in the article. Okay, so obviously you read it because we can't hear words, but gladly you have me. Okay. <laughs> and I want to use a Bugetto person's voice or style to read this because in my opinion, this is when you're mad as hell and it's Bugetto time. I ain't got time for what the world got to tell me. I'm going to tell the world what y'all need to know. Okay. And sometimes that gets you in trouble. All right. Sometimes it makes you want to resign. <laughs> so let me read this. Okay. <clears throat> Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute, okay? <laughs> With two exclamation points. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. That's crazy. Sink or swim is your choice. The city and county, along with power, providers, or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and you are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because your lazy is in a direct result of your raising, only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Mm. Let me tell you something, folks. God has given us tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people. Where they feed people, Hanif, to believe that the few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry? Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes. Yes, I am. But I'll be 
If I'm going to provide for everyone, for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves, we have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get your get off your and take care of your family. And that's the scene. All right, so I got mixed feelings about it, right? Because on the one hand, I'm like, okay, people shouldn't be starving to death, freezing to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be. I, I, the reason why, you know, I felt like this topic needed to be talked about is because I read another article before this where I don't know if it was in the same city, but in Texas, a man froze to death in his living room. Uh, with his wife in his arms. And I thought that was the saddest thing ever, but I'm also like, yo, I don't know that if I lost all power and electricity and I didn't have, you know, um, all of the normal resources that I'm used to, that I would sit there and freeze to death or starve to death. I don't know if it's just the hood upbringing, but you got to be able to figure out a way where it's like, all right, we're going to create a makeshift fire. We're going, you know, uh, just do something like, you know, bundle up, you know, go somewhere, like just get in the car and go somewhere where we could have refuge. Like we're going to hustle up a way to make sure that we stay alive. We're not just sitting there waiting for somebody to come and save us. But I'm also doing taxes right now. And I see how much people are paying in local and state taxes. You feel me? And we're, if, if I can't tap into that money as a resource from the government, then what, the, what am I doing it for? Why am I paying taxes? Why am I paying your salary if you can't provide resources for me that's going to help me in a situation where I don't have any other resources? You know what I'm saying? It goes back to the trickle-down effect of life. I mean, first of all, we're talking about a dem a, a population of 5,000, well, basically under 5,000 people in this town, Colorado City in Texas, okay? That's number one. Do you know the medium income for a household in this city, according to, according to the Census Bureau? Enlighten me. Well, I'm going to just give you an estimate. It's actually 22842 but I was going to say 23000 Okay. All right. That's for a household in the city. Um, and for a family, it was 27363 Okay. Right. Males have an average income of 22272 Women, 20037 So even if you was combined, you're still under 45000 Wow. This is a poor town. Let me ask you something. Yeah. What do, what do you feel like is, is considered low income. That? About 20, 22 grand a year would be considered low income? 30,000. And un honestly, to be honest with you, because of how, what the cost of living is coming up, coming up now, maybe I'm being a little Northeast biased because I'm in the Northeast, but where one bedrooms now are starting to be 14, 1500. Yeah. I mean, realistically, anything under 40,000 could be low income at this point, to be right. honest with you. So I'm glad you said that because I, I, I was doing one of my clients' taxes um, from Georgia. Yeah. And they qualified for a low-income tax credit 
after making $42,000 a year. So in Georgia, they're considering around the $40,000 mark still low income. Now, the funny thing about that is that the average median income in Georgia is about $28,000. New Jersey is on the higher end. The median income for New Jersey is about $38,000. You know what I'm saying? That's wild, especially that's, since... Uh, that's probably a little above average. I think the, the median income for the United States is about 36000 Right, so right, right. you have to look at, you know, the politics of this country and how we determine, because it's like, yo, everything ain't socialism. It's just fair business. It's just like, yo, I get paid a wage that doesn't correlate to the cost of living, and then you asking me to survive when you take that away from me or when I don't have any other resources. And I feel like it's just, it's just, you know, being a good human to help people that are less fortunate. Um, but it's crazy because I feel like no one, especially, you know, this is the biggest Republican state. Let's just keep that real for a second. How come Mitt Romney, Trump, Ted Cruz, and... Uh, what's the other dude that look, that's from Kentucky that looked like a worm? Mitch McConnell. Him. Mitch McConnell, yeah. How they not putting up some money to make sure Colorado City is good so they can keep, right. you know, they can keep voting for you? If I'm the Democrats, I will fly down there and make sure they all good and warm and safe right now. You will always have their vote no matter what. It'll be a CNN article like, yo, listen, Texas Republicans again, but for some reason, Colorado City, they are Democrat. Is Kim K finally telling Kanye to fend for himself? They got married May 24th of 2014, Hanif. I have a question for you. Are you ready for my question? I am. Did you or maybe friends, family, associates, whatever the case may be, were there conversations, that's all I'm asking, were there conversations that you were involved in where we were talking, well not we, but where you and your people were talking about Kanye West where they're saying in those circles that he was crazy. Yes or no? Not before Kim K. Before Kim K, right, you got to think, he was in a situation with Amber Rose, and I think the catalyst of where Kanye was going a little off the rails would have been the Taylor Swift moment at MTV. That was before 2014. Right, but here's the thing. We were, we was praising Kanye for that behavior. At that time, like we was like, yeah, Kanye don't take no for answer. Like he going to defend Beyonce. He going to go hard. He going to say what he want to say. And we was champion that. You know what I'm saying? And then he came out with the 808s and Heartbreaks album. And then my beautiful uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. But I think it was the 808 and Heartbreaks album where it was like Amber Rose was inspiring that. Okay. Now, but, go ahead, talk to me. Go ahead. We did not call him crazy mm-hmm. until his antics after he was married to Kim K and then he started doing antics when him and Hope start beefing and, you know, he would just go on his wild rants on whenever he would get an interview. And then I think that's when it started to, to, to go left for Kanye. Okay. You know what? That's fair by you. I would say that there's a lot of people that was already calling, it was already labeling Kanye nutso in 2014 before he got married. So here's my thing. Cause what I'm about to say is definitely about Kim Kardashian and it's not about Kanye West. Yo, mm-hmm. this woman has mastered the art of the come up. All right. 
This woman has mastered that. Like, yo, I'm a... a Shout out to you. I'm not even mad because 21 Grammys, four Maybachs, one hologram, three kids. Can't hold you down, Kim Kardashian? Mm. Are you out your mind? Hanif praised you for accepting this gift. In a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about. So whatever antics he is, you knew those antics were coming. Before you married this man, okay? You are funny as hell. And now all of a sudden, during that tenure of you being married to Kanye, so these seven years, you have turned yourself into reality star. I ain't going to get into before you were reality star. I'm going to give you your points. Reality star, TV, TV star into Kim Kardashian Esquire. So now you done through, through the three kids, the monastery... Kanye wearing these funny construction paper sweatshirts and shit. You have found your way to get to the White House. You know you wouldn't even got to the White House without Kanye West. You get to the White House, free some black people because you love some black people, okay? And now all of a sudden you get to be looked at like one of the best lawyers because your father used to be when he freed OJ. I'm not having it. You could have always been a lawyer 15 years ago. You could have been a lawyer when you was over here kissing and sucking on Ray J on national television. <laughs> you could have been a lawyer anytime you want. You was a millionaire because now we got women praising Lori Harvey for no reason at all. And I have nothing against Lori Harvey, but I just want to put something on to your, to your mom for a second, Hanif. Do you know what Lori, what Lori Harvey does for a living? Do you know? I do not. Think about that for a second. Women are over here giving this woman praise, which is fine, because there's but there's no real praise. There's idle praise to it. Okay. Why are we giving a woman that we don't even know what she's famous for? She's famous for being the stepdaughter of Steve Harvey. It's not like she's famous because she's the steps the stepdaughter of Steve Harvey that so happens to be his head of public relations. Mm-hmm. She's just Lori Harvey. She's a person that's in a different tax bracket than you and able to meet people like Future and Michael B. Jordan and Diddy and Diddy's son. Right. I bet a lot of you women that make $80,000 a year, so you say, would love to meet some of these type of people, but you're not in that tax bracket. Think about it. You can't even meet a bitch player from the Knicks and the Knicks suck. Right. You can't even meet them. So this is about, this is an issue of tax bracket. Kim Kardashian tax bracket got her to meet Reggie Bush, Chris Humphreys, the bodyguard that she slept with on the reality show, Kanye West. She has met top tier black men for a hundred years because she comes from money already. Right. When you come from money, you can wake up at 40 and say, you know what? I want to be a lawyer now. Now I'm ready. Right. That's crazy, yo. But what say you to all that? So, all right. And I, I, this might be on the unpopular side of an opinion, but I actually feel like Kim K proved herself by being a a real wife to Kanye West. This wasn't a come up for her. This wasn't a a publicity stunt, which everybody thought initially, like they've really developed a relationship where I felt like they actually loved each other. Now, whatever's going on, especially with the recent antics and Kanye's mental health, all started with when he talked about slavery being a choice on TMZ, 
uh, to him running for president and saying that about her abortion, to him going on his Twitter rants, blaming her mom for, for certain things. And I feel like it, they just got to a point where his antics and his ideas of, you know, what she's supposed to put up with, she had enough. And she's at a point in her life where it's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm focused on something different now. I want to become a lawyer. I'm focused on this, this movement of, you know, um, prison reform and everything in her life is set to go in a different direction. Now, if Kanye isn't supporting that because he is still in love with the original Kim K who was big on uh, fame and big on like just being a, a, a celebrity debutante, but she's now going to be a career woman. She has other interests and goals. And if he's not supporting that, then I can understand her saying like, well, we might as well just not be together. And instead of her sleeping with Drake behind his back, if she gets a divorce and she's single, she could do what she wants. Okay, that's fine. Except for the fact of the matter that you want to say that her life has changed during this marriage. I mean, yeah, your life is going to definitely change not only during a marriage, but before a marriage, after the marriage. The point is, yo, you can, you can always be a lawyer, period. You know what I mean? Three kids with a 21 Grammy Tom Award winner, all right, does not make me feel like, yo, you could have like never been a lawyer until you saw him having antics. You could have been a lawyer. You could do, think about it. This, this man is a multi like this man just bought thousands of acres. You can be a lawyer anytime you want. You can go be whatever you want and he's going to still be there and be supportive. Like you're adding on to the pot. Again, you got to the White House. You wasn't at the White House while you was reality star Kim Kardashian. Yeah. But, but see, you know what? I feel like we're, where we make a mistake, like in these relationships, right? It's about... We're always going to grow and change. We're going to be different people than who we are today, five years from now, three months from now, 10 years from now. You understand? And if you're in a relationship, which should technically be a partnership, you, you all have to be conscious about growing in the same direction. And I really feel like from what we can see in the public sphere, Kanye is going in a totally different direction from what Kim K is growing, going in. And she they, knew that. They, huh? And she knew that. That's but, what I'm telling but you. But what I'm saying is, is that they did not prepare for that. They just figured that the love, the, the fame, the money, the success, all of that would sustain them. Like they just deserve to be this power couple. But they probably didn't do the work in saying like Kanye didn't prepare for Kim to be this independent career woman, you know, focused on her actual goals and ambitions, right? After three kids? Huh? After three kids? Yeah, but, 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 bro, we change. We grow and we change. That's that's, 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 fine. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I could tell you today, like, yo, this is who I feel like I am and this is what I want for myself, right? And then as I learn more information, as I, you know, start to experience different things, I'm like, all right, well, that idea of myself is a little bit different. I'm going to go in this direction now. Everybody has the right to change their mind. Right. But when you're you're married, right? But when you're married, there has to be a sense of self that shows consistency where it's like, okay, I do feel like being something else, but I need to talk to him about that. Or if it's him, I need to talk to her about that. That change... 
you can't give nobody that control over your life. You have to be able to be like, yo, I want to change. I decided that I want to change. I can tell, I can tell you my ideas, That's for all it, I'm saying. but if you don't want to come along with me, then I, I have to make a decision at that point. And I believe that that second part that you said never happened. Not to come along with me. I believe it was, I'm just changing. Right. Yo, women have the ability to just change in the course because they, they like what they do. I'm a, have you ever heard the term when a woman doesn't want to be in a relationship, they walk out of a relationship? Mm. How do we yeah. not? You don't break up with me. You can just dump me. They walk out of a relationship. So that means they already had their mind made up. They know what they about to do. And they're going to show you by action that you need to be a man, quote unquote, you need to be the man and end this because I'm about to disrespect. Mm. I'm willing to walk out of a relationship, not end the relationship. I'm walking out of a relationship. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yo, Reggie Bush was making 18 mil a year. She left this man. It's not about money for her. I know. That's the point that I'm making. But but what I'm saying, okay, you know what? You're right. I didn't mean, I shouldn't even throw the money out. I was going to get to a point of that. But what I'm saying is that these men, I'm just saying that I feel like Kim Kardashian has not met the man that she wants. She hasn't. And that's what I'm saying. She has bulled her way through whatever life that she feels as though that she, she's entitled to. And the funny part is she already had that life anyway. Yo, over, under, on, I, I think Kim Kardashian's next relationship will be with a white billionaire or like some Saudi prince type person. It's not going to be anybody else in the hip hop industry. It's not going to be anybody that's just in American culture. There's going to be some foreign billionaire and she's going to live happily ever after with that person. Oh, I mean, if you're talking about the African prince of uh, Zimbabwe or Zamunda, sure. Yeah. I mean, because they're going to be black. I mean, one thing she's been consistent with is that them, they are black. Okay. But listen, quick word of advice for our listeners, right? For the average woman, this is some game for you. Make it to 10 years. If you get married to somebody and you decide that this isn't the person that you want to be with, don't get divorced until after you've been married for at least 10 years. And that's a financial decision. It's not a a love or anything else. It's just saying that if you married to a person for 10 years and y'all get divorced, you're entitled to their social security. If you would like to be a guest on the late night flight, hit me in my Facebook DM at Hanif Sowell or email us at the late night flight at gmail.com. Is a 10 year old and a two year old capable of fending for themselves? This is a story in the news of a young lady by the name of Shaina Bell who was arrested recently for leaving her two children, a 10-year-old and a two-year-old, in a Motel 6 while she went to work at a pizza restaurant, right? So this story stood out to me because I feel like this is just normalized Black behavior. You know what I'm saying? Where you have a parent who has to work, might be a single mom, she has two children, but a Black 10-year-old child is the equivalent of maturity-wise about a 16-year-old, an average 16-year-old. So I feel like as a 10-year-old, you can 
make a meal, whether it be oodles and noodles, peanut butter and jelly. You can cook to that level. You can change diapers for a younger sibling. Um, and it's just black behavior. And we all got that speech as growing up. Like, listen, don't answer the door. Don't turn on the stove. And, you know, just watch your brothers and sisters and make sure that they don't get hurt. And it was normal and it happened all the time. So for this to be a case where this woman got arrested is, uh, I feel like it's just a, a cultural difference that the the system or society needs to understand. I also feel like there was probably opportunities for the state when we talk about fending for yourself and what, uh, what, um, when you talk about what um, benefits that you get from the state and being able to go and try and get housing if you need it, if you're trying to get food stamps or whatever you need to help support yourself and the state leaving you to your own devices. These are some of the decisions that poor people have to make in order to survive in this country. And that's the bigger play. But for, for this woman to be arrested, I feel like that's, that's crazy and a, and a tragedy. Her GoFundMe has $150,000 in the safe. You know, she got $150,000 in the safe. She's able to get housing now. I mean, it only takes 11000 maybe twelve. let's just say a clean $12,000 a year to have, to have an apartment for a year. Get what I'm saying? Right. Well, she has a, what? so she may have a two-bedroom because she's a, she's a single mom and then she has two children, two daughters, so they can share a room. You can say get a two-bedroom. All right, still, fourteen dollars to $15,000. She's clearing that for at least, you know, years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's good. I'm very happy for her. I was thinking. Um, I think I have a couple of little cousins that are like maybe eight, maybe ten. Now I don't know about living in a motel or anything like that, but I'm definitely willing to Facebook live them in the house by themselves in my apartment as I act like I don't work from home and I work outside or something like that. Get arrested. Be on News 12 in New Jersey, set up a GoFundMe on the Cash App, the late night flight, and get this money. So there's a push of 37 CEOs of Fortune 500 companies have pledged to hire 1 million black workers in the next 10 years, right? I feel like she is a prime candidate to work for one of these companies. This includes companies like, you know, uh, American Express. Um, Nike, Delta Airlines, Target, like these are companies that if they're looking for people to recruit that may not have an education, but they want to take them and invest in training and building the skill set, she would be the prime candidate because the 150000 will sustain her for now and it would probably get her in a secure situation, but we want to prevent this from ever happening again. So these companies, if they're talking about the people who they need to recruit and that they want to, you know, help the black community, it's a thousand Shaina Bells, a million Shaina Bells running around in America right now that need these opportunities. And I think this is, they should be scouting her at this point. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. 
When it comes to relationships, are you more Russell Wilson or Future? Okay, so I'm neither, but I do want to give Russell Wilson some props. Real fast, I'm not even into the whole net worth scale of trying to figure out who makes more money. But for all the women that been on Facebook in the last week when I've been watching well, at least reading what's been going on with this whole Russell Wilson versus Future conversation. One has a net worth of $135 million and Sierra. The other mm. has eight baby mothers and a net worth of $40 million. Bad, bad, bad. Hanif, I believe those are two very different tax brackets. Am I, am I right about that? Absolutely. Child support is definitely taking a third of Future's network. So now I see why he makes a new song every week. I see why. <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought it was because he was a dope artist. I knew better. I should have known better. It was because of the child support. That makes all the sense in the world. But right. here's the thing: this goes back to what women like, and women do not want to tell us what they like. Women don't want. I don't think women want to be. In your face, Hanif, and want to say to you in your eyes, like they they at whatever place that you was at when you had your date, and they sit down with you and they look you dead in your face and they say, Why you don't call me a why you not rude to me? Why you don't why you don't like shake your head and, and say no? Like like you shaking your head and say no to me while I'm asking you, can you love me? And I, you just still like why won't you be that type of guy for me? Like, why do they think future is that type of guy? I don't know. Like this guy runs around shirtless with a fur coat on and in, in, in blonde dreads. I don't even know why women think that's hot, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then you got Russell Wilson, who for me, you know, he's a very good athlete. He's a very good quarterback. He's a top, top-notch quarterback, top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL the last eight years running. No conversation about that. He would have won a second ring if he would have just let Marshawn Lynch run that. In the in the, in the yeah. running in the goal line, I mean that's that was Brady's fifth ring. He didn't even need yeah. that ring. That was crazy. But anyway, I mean he is very corporate. Very, uh, I believe they call that term company man. I wouldn't call him Uncle Tom. I think he's I think he's just very company. Like Seattle Seahawks done spent, you know, saying they didn't they didn't spend. Let me see how much he makes yearly. The man makes thirty five million dollars a year playing quarterback. For the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, no disrespect. You give me 35 mil a year, I may have to be a company man in some type of way myself. He's not yeah. super black on the way a lot of other people are. He's not revolutionary in that way. He does respect his heritage. He is half black, half white, but he's a sound man. And I find it funny that women have trouble. And I think that comes from how some women are raised and how they partake in what men should be or, or, or maybe the image of what men look like as far as the ones that the other women thought that were attractive, what they look like in your area. Because a sound man such as this, even though they, in my opinion, I mean, it's sound men all over the place, but women do not tend to enjoy this until they get to maybe like 40 years old. But what say you to that? Um, so this is a, a case study in the scientific proof that women always cheat. Right? Follow me. Follow me, bro. So, women want to f future, but marry Russell Wilson. Ah, uh, right? I've, heard, I've heard this when I was at Norfolk State. I've heard that uh, women wanted to marry Ron, but they wanted to f me. Yeah, I heard this before. C continue. 
Yeah, so so future is emotionally unavailable. He is a, a, a like a, a man that has multiple women. He, you know, is going to give you a good time and it feels exciting and dangerous. And I think a lot of women have this innate desire to want to try and capture a wild man. You know what I'm saying? They want a, a, a dude who is for the streets and they want to be the one to tame him and bring him into their fold and domesticate him. It's not happening, but in the interim, they're going to give some vagina to him and in hopes that it's going to change him. Now, Russell Wilson is a more like he's, he might be in tune with his sensitive side. He might be more emotionally mature and he's going to cater to a woman in a way where it's nurturing and caring. And she wants that as a long-term means of a relationship and I feel like where Sierra was like, all right, Sierra was in the industry. Like she's rumored to be attached to 50 Cent, Bow Wow, Future, whoever else. But then she came to a realization, maybe it was because of her age or just because she decided that whatever that situation was, it wasn't working for her. She decided to go with the safe bet, which was Russell Wilson and somebody who's loving her, caring for her and treating her like how she feels she wants to be treated. And I think... Okay, wait. And you think... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that that just happens with a lot of women. You know what I'm saying? And and you end up in a situation where women want both. You know what I'm saying? So depending Mm -hmm. on whether she's ovulating or after she's ovulating is going to determine whether she wants future or Russell Simmons. All right. So... The one thing that almost I got a little mad for a second. It wasn't at you, but it was because what you just said, this is women feeling of someone such as a Russell Wilson who plays a sound man. You said it was the safe bet. Hey, yo, listen, I'm not no like I'm not here to manalize. I mean, I'm, but I'm but I'm, you know, as a man that is in tune with his sexuality, like I can call it out. I could look at Russell Wilson. He's better looking than most people in my family. Okay? Like, if I had a Russell Wilson as a male in my family as, like, an older cousin, he'd say, let's go to the club. I'm like, sure, Russell, hell yeah, because women are going to come to us. This is not a clown. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with his politics here and there, but that's, that's minor shit. Like, this is a sound man. Any woman that would make it seem like this is a safe bet you're an asshole. Mm. You don't deserve a man. Like, I'm on some Kevin Samuels on that one. Like, yo, like, why are you not, like, waking up on that? This is a sound individual. This has nothing to do with future. I'm talking about just this for a second. This is a sound individual. Think about this, honey. They, for those young men that at least actually go through school and be a lawyer, where is their sack of following them, flocking them because they're about to pass this bar exam? That should be non-existent, don't it? Yeah. That'd be non-existent. Think about that for a second. This motherfucker has to wait until he passed the bar exam 
plays in Just Mercy, plays in the Rainmaker, wins a couple pro bono cases just for some to just show up at his door. And that happens to be a stripper. Okay? Mm. Think about that for a second. This man has to climb the charts, climb this ladder of professionalism and success only to find some woman that probably still won't like him because he took some geeky, corny way to the top. Meanwhile, somebody get to cosplay a rapper. He gets to cosplay a rapper. He ain't no real motherfucker. He gets to cosplay one for television. But because he take a couple of pills, he seems like a he seems like a wild rod. I don't I don't think that he is. I mean, I think that he's just a normal person who just happens to have eight children. And Sierra was like, yo, I don't want to be caught up in that type of madness. Hey, yo, what the f this is a pally right here. How selfish do you have to be in order for a relationship to work? I think you absolutely have to be selfish in order for a relationship to work. And by selfish, I mean that you are focused on yourself. You know what I mean? You are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your own security. You are able to manage the things in your life that you need to manage, irregardless of, you know, a partner that you can sustain by yourself and you have autonomy within yourself. So then that way, whatever extra you have, you can give to a partner. You know what I'm saying? But you need to be making sure that you are securing yourself in order for you to be the best partner that you can be. So I think you do need to be selfish when it comes to uh, creating a long-term and longevity in a relationship. We wasn't going to talk about this because you did ask me this in a text about, should we talk about this dating, virtual dating, speed dating, whatever extravaganza you invited me to. Mm -hmm. And I remember when they was asking me, why are you not in a relationship or why are you single? And I was talking about how I want to be the best me. I think I even talked about it last week when we was on the Pilots and the Black Messiah episode where you asked me, why am I not married? Mm -hmm. And I constantly talk about how I just want to be the best me financially, spiritually, mentally. And hey, I'm, I'm okay with saying that I'm not there. I haven't reached that nirvana. However, um, I think that's probably why I'm not in a relationship for the most part. But everything that you said was 100. I mean, yes, you have to... Well, I wouldn't say you have to be selfish in a relationship. It's just that you have to make sure selfishly that you have attained your wellness, your wellness for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you got to make sure that's attained for yourself. You got to be happy with yourself before you jump out and be like, yo, I want this woman to be with me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not happy with yourself, then you, like, you can't ask this woman to be a nurse. You didn't marry a nurse. You married a fine woman. You know what I mean? You ain't marry a nurse unless she's a nurse. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, one, it's those type of things. And that's what I was talking about the last segment with the Russell Wilson and the future conversation with women, it's like, I feel like a lot of women are not looking themselves in the mirror and being selfish as far as what they want. Like what they want individually. Like, what do you expect from yourself? And what do you expect from men? Because realistically, you can expect whatever you want from a man, but you better make sure you can expect it from yourself because a smart professional man is going to challenge you on that. Right. Like, oh, you want me to put up two, $300 on this? All right, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what you can do. 
Don't try to give me something back that's a value of $20. Like, cause I'm, I'm accounting the receipts, baby. Trust and believe. Right. And it will let me know whether I'm on a level of, well, you're on a level of friendship with me, an associate, or we can actually build something together. Like, yeah, I just, I, I feel like, you know, we all need to be self, not self-absorbed, because I think self-absorbed feels like you only care about yourself, but you have to take priority. You know what I'm saying? Because when you put somebody else as a priority, they reap all the benefits and then all of that creates is just resentment on the other end because you're like, yo, I did something for you that I wasn't even doing for myself and they like, thank you and keep it pushing. And that's, why, and that's why Kim Kardashian is divorcing Kanye West. That's what mm. I'm trying to say to you. You know what I mean? Like, that, like she did some bullshit. She did gaslighting 201. This was advanced gaslighting. This is what I'm saying. Okay. She don't know herself. She Kim Kardashian. And like Kanye, Kanye been telling you for years how, how much he would marry a stripper or some Instagram chick or da-da-da-da-da, a chick with a, with a butt that he can pay for, some breasts that he can maintenance. He got mm. exactly what he been rapping for for 100 years. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is exactly what he wanted. What about her? Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is. This is some bull. Again, folks, this is the game where we find out is this the bull. I need less duck. According to an opinion piece by Anthony Ambrose, in the year 2020 alone, robberies are down 35%, rapes are down 15%, and aggravated assaults, the charge most associated with domestic violence, only rose marginally. Is it the bullshit that COVID is the new Batman? Word is born. It... <laughs> I can't even answer it. That's kind of funny. Hell yeah, COVID is the new Batman. It's a vigilante that's killing other people. At the same time, it's saving lives. Mayor Kurt Peluso of Fairlawn made a statement that a Fairlawn resident found a noose in front of their home. Police think a utility company might have left it behind. Is it bullshit that cable companies are going to use slave owner tactics to keep their customers? Hey, yo, man, f Dish Network, yo, they racist as hell, yo. <laughs> Dish Network racist as hell, yo. They word is born. They ain't even want me to work there no more because I wanted to go back to William Patterson. I said, yo, listen, I want to do your tuition reimbursement so I can go back to school. And it was like, nah, we ain't doing that. Then I had to tell them my supervisor so they could try to change my schedule just so I can try to go back to William Patterson. They wasn't having that. They fired me. F it. They racist. They racist. They racist. They racist. They racist. Everybody by optimal. <clears throat> A 23-year-old Hudson County Corrections officer by name of John Menendez committed a quote-unquote crime of passion when he shot his 40-year-old girlfriend Anna Chipler and her best friend Louisa S-H-I-N-K-A-R-E-V-S-K-A-Y-A. Yes, they are both Ukrainian. I do not know how to spell that name. After picking them up at North Liberty Airport. Now, according to the affidavit, Menendez allegedly told North police, I killed both of them. Just arrest me, bro. He also told uh, the detectives he was angry that his former girlfriend and her friend had gone on vacation without him. Hanif, I ask you, is this the bullshit that the dearly departed 
could have still been here if she would have had paid for airport parking or Uber money at best. Yeah, they both sound like they was for the streets. <laughs> a 28-year-old Mercer County resident by the name of Thomas Bariani was arrested on January 12th in Mercer County for knowingly entering a restricted area and being violent or disorderly on January 6th, which was the day of insurrection. But more importantly, Bariani gave an interview with a local TV news crew outside the Capitol holding his hand to show off what he said was a blood stain from a woman killed inside the Capitol. That dead woman, according to FBI Hanif, was later identified and upgraded as a fatally wounded woman by name of Ashlyn Babbitt, who is a Air Force veteran. So Hanif, is it the bullshit that young Republicans are not only lying on it, but on someone else's death as well? Uh, yeah, I think it's bullshit, but I think it should also be noted that he is uh, from the capital of New Jersey and he stormed the capital, so it's a double capital. Perfect. Hey, yo, Hanif, is it bullshit that I don't have a girlfriend? Don't answer that. We already know. That is some bullshit. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Please subscribe and download to The Late Night Flight on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Every subscription helps us towards our efforts in having a career in podcast radio broadcasting. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here.